0: Lucky episode number seven is finally here. And what do we talk about? Miracles and travel and mermaids and drinking. Is this episode going downhill? Hello once again, lucid listeners, to the latest podcast from your favorite twitwits. Say that three times in a row fast. As always, we'll have lots of fun, and as we advertise so often and unfortunately embody, uh, we'll enjoy some immature chatter. I'm Doc, twit number one, and with me is Clark, twit number two, and he has just awakened from one of his frequent naps to join us today. Right, Clark? Mm. Right, Doc?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: what, what did you say? Well, we'll get back to him shortly. Maybe some of that brain fog will clear up in time for Mark's visit. Yes, that's Mark Twain, who frequents Twittum every time we decide to do a podcast. He adds spark and humor to what could be a Twitty bad podcast
1: without his sage presence. Speaking of Twitty... Doc? Doc, I'm, I'm awake. Well, I... No idea what you just said, but I agree wholeheartedly, I think. Hey, did you address me just moments ago, or was that a nightmare? Oh, so refreshing to hear your lovely banter, you twit. Of course I was talking, not just to you,
0: but especially to our lovable listeners. Are you sure you're awake? Yes, yes.
1: Hello, lovely listeners. Sorry about that, folks. I'm used to it. Hey, Doc. Yes? Do you know what happened yesterday? What? I heard a great joke. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Do you want me to tell it to you? No, we're not about jokes. We're about humor. Okay, here goes. One of our lovely listeners sent this in. It's called a dad joke. You know, the kind only boomers can appreciate. We think it's funny. But those little rascals, they think it's embarrassing. The names of the dad and the child will not be revealed. To protect the guilty. If you must. So the child says, knowing what's coming, no dad please. See the child always accuses her father of telling dad jokes. You know, the kinds you wince at, if you're a kid. And it's your dad telling it. So one of mine came home from school the other day, and I had what I thought was not a bad joke. Or at least a funny play on words. She got home, threw her books down, and was relaxing on the couch. So I said, You look like you're ready for a little shot of fun. How about a joke? Well, she looked at me imploringly like, No, Dad, please. But it was too late. The joke was formulating in my brain and coming out of my mouth. I didn't even acknowledge her answer. I was on fire. A rabbit goes to the dentist, and the dentist says, I need to pull a tooth, so I'll give you some Novocaine. The rabbit answered, Uh uh-uh, uh, not me, Doc. I'm an ether bunny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not our Doc I was talking about. Anyway, thanks to Lisa for giving us that one. Have you got a funny one? I know. How could you top that? Maybe a good dad joke. We'd like to hear it. Just send it to us at contact at two com. You know, we can't guarantee it will get on the podcast, but even if it doesn't, your joke will give Doc a chance to do his belly laugh. And you definitely don't want to hear that anyway. Okay, now that we've got that out of the
0: way. Don't be a sourpuss. Well, anyway, there's one thing I can't understand. Only one? Don't interrupt, you twit. Sorry you better be. Like I was saying, I cannot understand how Mark does this emailing. He told us very proudly that he had the first phone installed just about anywhere in the USA, but knows nothing about modern phones. This whole thing seems like a miracle.
1: Hey, I wonder if Mark believes in
0: miracles. I have no idea, but why don't we ask him? That's got to be him just arriving now. We've really got to teach him how to use that doorbell. But I must say, he is quite enthusiastic. Mark, welcome once again. Hope you're in better shape than Clark was. It wasn't until we were broadcasting for a half an hour that he finally woke up. Oh, I guess that implies that he had a glorious time last night. I believe everyone will be thrilled
1: to hear about it. First off, Doc, it was not half an hour. It was 29 minutes. But then, exaggeration is one of Doc's favorite pastimes, and to tell about my escapades would definitely be to the detriment of all concerned, your ears, and the repercussions I'd experience. Okay,
0: okay. Mark, we were just discussing miracles. Is that something you've ever experienced? Well, as far as I'm concerned, miracles occur all the time, and they're closely related to change. Change is the handmaiden nature requires to do her miracles with.
1: What exactly is a handmaiden? Hey, just another name for a maid or a housekeeper or an au pair in France.
0: I knew Clark would add a bit of class to that question. Another thing about a miracle is the difference between a miracle and a fact is exactly the difference between a mermaid and a seal.
1: Now that paints a most vivid picture.
0: Doc, did you get that? What? Oh, sorry. I was daydreaming about the mermaid part. And that brings me to another thought. You cannot throw too much style into a miracle. Oh, the mermaid I was just dreaming about had plenty of style. Oh, you really know how to get off subject, don't you, you twit? Yeah, but it's lots of fun. And isn't that what we're all about? If I may interject. I fully believe that Doc has stumbled on precisely the right attitude. Uh, The question I have, was the mermaid wearing any clothes?
1: Okay, you two, this is a family show, so cool it. What does cool it mean? It means just get off the subject, change tack, move on, talk about something else. Uh, Don't worry, Mark, we'll catch up on the mermaid details with Doc after the show. How about hotels?
0: Hotels? It's said that all saints can do miracles, but few of them can keep a hotel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I think that's probably enough chatter about miracles, however, because just the mention of hotels brings to mind a rather interesting topic for all of us. Travel. I know Doc and I have both traveled a lot internationally, but nothing like you keep doing to join us, Mark. Do you get miles for that? Anyway, Mark, aren't you well known for your travels? Indeed I am. I've been a
0: Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, and I've been an innocent abroad, and even spent some time on the Mississippi, and— Okay, okay, Mark.
1: Point taken. Now, I have a suggestion. Maybe we could just touch on a couple of interesting travel stories, and then on our next episode or whenever, we can explore in depth all the fun and sometimes exciting details of the best of them.
0: I second that motion. The question is, Clark, can we think
1: back far enough to remember the best of them? Good point, twit number one, but I'm bursting at the seams to tell one of yours. No problem there. And if I don't do it, based on what I already know of your escapades, You should have an easy time remembering some of your more uh, exotic, uh, thrilling experiences. Ooh, now that I think about it, I'll try to remember this as a family show.
0: Perhaps I could jump right in and describe my answer to one of the most frequent questions I'm asked when I return from a foreign experience. The question is invariably, which country did you enjoy the most? I start by stating that I believe this country is my favorite. As soon as I notice the stunned look on their faces, I do a bit of a correction and state that Austria is my favorite country. Why, the entire empire is made up of health resorts. It distributes health to the whole world. Its waters are all medicinal. They're bottled and shipped throughout the earth. Now, the natives themselves, well, they drink beer. Apparently, this is a self-sacrifice. <laughs> drink,
1: drink, right? Hey, that's certainly a grand way to begin talking about travel. In fact, it's made me a bit thirsty, but I'll try to ignore that.
0: No, don't ignore it. Admit to your indulgence. Just remember that Total abstinence is so excellent a thing that it cannot be carried to too great an extent. Why, in my passion for it, I even carry it so far as to totally abstain from total abstinence itself. Now, on a serious note, as for drinking, I have no rule about that. When the others drink, I like to help. (laughs) Mark, have you ever given any thought to giving up drinking? Well, as a matter of fact, I did. In 1869, I gave up women and alcohol. (laughs) Oh, it was the worst (laughs) 20 minutes of my life.
1: Hey, I thought we were supposed to be talking about travel. Well,
0: don't travel and drink and go hand in hand. I've found that in many countries it's actually safer to drink something with alcohol in it. Remember, whiskey is for drinking. Water is for fighting over. And I sure don't want to start an international incident. Always the diplomat, Mark. And now we know that your favorite country is Austria. Clark, you've been in many countries an established residence, in a couple outside the U.S. It might be rather difficult to choose, but
1: do you have a favorite? You're right, Doc, but that's a tough question for a twit. I've spent a lot of time in Ireland, France, the U.K., Australia, and Uruguay, to name a few. They all have a charm, and they're all very different from one another. But, Doc, I'll do the opposite. I have to tell you, every time I go to one country, I get sick, and that's Spain. It's not the water. I just don't think it likes me. I just got back from there. I thought I'd give it one more try. And I received two tickets for 90 euros each for driving into the center of a town. No signs, no warnings. I think Spain's trying to tell me something. ay ay, ay. But anyway, Doc, you've experienced quite a bit of travel yourself. And do you have a favorite destination? Well, I'm not evading the question, but there are just too
0: many to make an equitable choice, so I think I'll do a different take on this. Some of the most exciting travel experiences I've had have been on board cruise ships. Not only did I visit some fascinating destinations, but the ship was my hotel room every night. Didn't have to pack and unpack. I think my first cruise was the most remarkable an Inside Passage Alaska cruise, where I was escorting a group of 40, mostly from Nebraska. It was a relatively small ship and provided the perfect experience for a virgin cruiser. Found out what it was like getting sick at sea, compounded by a flu bug at the same time. It was over in a day. It was also my first experience trying to dissuade the image of the ugly American. At breakfast one morning, one of the senior ladies whose entire life was spent on a Nebraska farm—oh, the salt of the earth—following a hearty breakfast of ham and eggs, she removed her teeth and placed them, indelicately, in the finger bowl water.
1: <laughs> you got to be kidding me.
0: Mark, I wish you had been there. I'm certain you could have thought of something to say. Anything would have been better than the absolute silence that prevailed for at least three minutes seemed like an hour. Well, about the only thing I could have thought of is there is a charm about the forbidden that makes it unspeakably desirable. And I don't think that would have been at all appropriate. (laughs) I've been told that occasionally.
1: I know one thing, boys. Travel broadens you. <laughs> I always put out a few kilos when I go abroad. Ew. I always notice it on my twit section first. Please, twit number two. Yes, twit number two, you should have let that line go to waste. I get it, Doc. Glad you can join in the fun. Nothing like a steady diet of corny jokes. Oh my mark, please forgive us. We're just a couple of twits.
0: No problem, you twit wits but I've got to be on my horse and get out of here. Well, I hope we didn't chase you away. Promise you'll come back? Oh, I don't think I could resist another visit to Twitdom.
1: Hey, that's great, Mark.
0: Mark, can you do the honors and tell the listeners how to reach us and how to stay in touch? You know us so well. I reckon I can do that. Now, for all you folks listening. You can catch all the fun at www2 if you were foolish enough to miss an episode. That's 2-T-W-O. And you can contact these lovable rascals at contact at 2twitsandtwain.com. How'd I do, boys? You ought to be on the radio. Well, thank you. Uh, see ya and we'll see you next time on another episode of two twits and twain goodbye from twit
1: number 1 and that's a big goodbye from twit number 2 until next time don't know i love you don't know why i care i
0: just want your love to share i wonder why i love you like i do because I think you love me too I wonder why I love
1: you like I do like I do